Today on This Week Health. Predictive. Do, do you have to turn, turn that note into some semblance of discrete data in order to start playing with it? There are both vendor side and open source mappings for medical terminology. I like to use the term, it used to be heavy metal was the example, means something different in medicine than it does in music. Yeah. Welcome to This Week Health Community. This is Town Hall, a show hosted by leaders on the front lines with interviews of people making things happen in healthcare with technology. My name is Bill Russell, the creator of This Week Health, a set of channels designed to amplify great thinking to propel healthcare forward. We want to thank our show sponsors, Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5 in partnership with Sirius Healthcare for investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Now, on to our show. Here we are from the Scottsdale Institute. I'm here with Dr. Brian Young, the enterprise physician informatic, maybe not the, but an enterprise physician informaticist with Common Spirit Health. Brian, nice to, nice to catch up. We just had lunch together. Yes, so. yes, it's been good to talk to you. This is like a follow-up uh, conversation to our lunch conversation. So what, what's top of mind right now for you in your role at Common Spirit? Well, I think as you mentioned in our lunch conversation, the scale of the new merged organization is pretty large. Well, and well, how, how big is Common Spirit now? It's changing a little bit with the divestiture of the Iowa facilities that was announced recently. But I think we're somewhere in the high 130s, 138, 139 hospitals now. We have 68 obstetric centers, one in every 40 births in America occur. One in every 40 births? Yep. I tell people, you know, I have 16 hospital system, I'm like, wow, that was big. <laughs> yeah. 130s, just at that scale is is pretty huge. Yeah. So do you end up focusing on system issues or do you focus on specific? Yeah, I think how different health systems rolled with it, analytics and data science back, you know, several years back was there were some bottom-up type projects and some top-down. and. Bottom-up tend to be solutions that don't scale well, so our CMIO wanted us to start with uh, things that were aligned with enterprise strategy, and so we're under the office of the chief medical officer. We align with board goals and try to do analytics to support execution on the board goals. So where's big data? These might be two different questions. Where's big data? Where's predictive models? Where's, where's analytics going? Well, I think it's going to solve the uh, need for a longitudinal notion, if you will, some indication of a, of a human being, the patient over time, as opposed to kind of transactional snapshots or glimpses. Yeah. And you need that to what I was speaking with you earlier about, to do real-time analytics, to bring relevant information as things flux and change how do, in how the do we care do journey. Well, we, we hear so much here, the speakers will get up and talk about the 2080, 20% mm -hmm. of your health is related to healthcare and 80% mm -hmm. is related to other factors outside of healthcare. Do you try to look at that problem? Is that something, or are you mostly focused on the 20, making the 20% better, the, the, the time when we're actually in front of the clinician? Well, yeah, I think we were talking, and I was talking with you about the advent of uh, cloud server architecture and scalable compute and scalable storage to try to get to real time. So if, you, if you're at a level of capability and maturity in your organization to move toward the cloud and be able to do that, then you start looking at the 80% and how to do. If not, you have to kind of leverage what you can get your hands on. We've been doing more leveraging what we got our hands on when we were Dignity Health with 38 hospital system. We had at least span in the inpatient uh, arena. 
over what was happening in the Cerner EMR and associated system, so that was pretty good. But now that we're larger scale and we've got four EMRs and we need to munch notes from a lot of sectors and try to execute on genomics and all this stuff, we need to kind of move to the next level. That's where the future is So what's is like a be. top of mind problem that is in front of you that you're trying to solve? In the short run, you know, everybody talks about artificial intelligence, and I did a slide once that had a little Jeep, a guy in a Jeep at the bottom, and it's titled, It's a Hill Climb, and it kind of moves up the path from uh, structured, semi-structured, unstructured data on up into imaging and video, and down near kind of the first toe in the water for artificial intelligence is natural language processing. And you can find vendors that'll do that for you, but it's fairly expensive. If you can execute on that within the walls of your organization, we've done some of that. That dip in the toll water, trying to leverage, I don't know if you heard in your past, but predictive models of any kind usually creatively undergo some lift when you ingest note-based information. That's the dark data. So going after that for us, I think it's been a little bit of a subtle to medium priority to try to leverage what's in the notes that we have. It's it's water going over Niagara Falls right now at the scale we're at, but if we can dip into that and do some things as far as predictive Do, do you have work, to turn, you know? turn that note into some semblance of discrete data in order to start playing with it? Yes, um, there are both vendor side and open source mappings for medical terminology and so some hybrid of, you know, based on what you can or can't do within your organization of, of leveraging a vendor to do that, to turn it into a discrete medical concept. I like to use the term, it used to be heavy metal was the example, means something different in medicine than it does in music. Yeah. Uh, funnier one to me was we talk about getting mucus up out of the lungs as pulmonary toilet. And pulmonary toilet, those words outside the medical realm, you know, yeah. who knows what that would be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but when it means something in healthcare, that has to be mapped and made sense of. And those mapping systems would do that for us when we turn the the note text into 130 data. And, and Common Spirit grew through acquisition. You talk about the 38, that sounds like the core. That's that's where you were before the, mm -hmm. I want to say HCI, it's not HCI. CHI. CHI. Catholic Thank Health Initiative, yeah. I don't know yeah. why I'm mixing those letters up. So CHI, you probably ended up with a lot of different systems and a lot of different, does implementation of some of these models, if you're looking at a sepsis model or something, does that become a lot more complex or is it just, is it, not complex because of the technology, it's just complex because of the, the governance and the scale. A little bit the governance and scale, more from the standpoint of the unsolved interoperability problem and mapping between multi-tenant EMR. The theory of doing sepsis predictive and all that I think is less of a hill climb than actually doing it if you get the okay to do it in Epic, in Cerner, in all scripts, in you know, Meditech. So, so you don't get much pushback from physicians. I mean, if you have a model that you can show them, hey, here's, here's how we're coming up with it, they look at it and go, yeah, that will help us in, in the process. Yeah, t true, if, and particularly, fortunately, we're on a team that brings data. We try to bring the, the validation of that, that it's, that it's good data and that it's telling them the right things they need to know. Once you do that, it gets pretty hard for folks to slip out from under, like, why would you not want to use that? It's automated and ready to go. But that's, that's one of the pushbacks we're getting on AI models, is, uh -huh. is the black box. Right. It's, it's like, look, we're not just going to put this stuff in here. We need to understand, how did it come to this? Mm -hmm. Even if it's a recommendation, not a, not a diagnosis, how did mm -hmm. it come to this recommendation? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, I almost have to ignore it because I don't understand what it's doing. 
Right, right. And so I think that's where it's important to, one solution is to start with small pilots where you have a very kind of tight structure in around the trust and provenance of not only the data, but what the model's suggesting a physician to do. You also want to build solutions like that that allow the physician to object and opt out. They don't feel relegated as in the model told me to, and I didn't feel like I had any choice to do anything different. You want to create a culture around that. Uh, there are some things afoot to try to make the black box less black boxy, but by nature of the build and how those deep neural networks work, it's just a node with weightings applied to, at each node and you don't know which out of 30,000 to a million variables is being weighted yeah. in that node and then you move to the next node and guess what, it's different it's stuff being weighted. So. It's hard know, to. I want to go back to where you started, uh, reporting to the CMO, mm -hmm. take your direction really from system mm -hmm. initiatives and objectives. I think some people who are listening to this are, are they're hearing that and they're going, that's interesting because where data science and all those things sort of grew up in the company, they ended up starting in different spots, maybe stayed in those spots and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It sounds more relevant and more sound mm -hmm. <laughs> to mm -hmm. be at a strategic level yeah. and let let the data sort of take you to, hey, here's what's going to have an impact, here's what's going to impact the physician's life, here's what's going to impact the patient's life. Right, it gets to that whole system of belief around if you you can't change what you can't measure, if you can measure it, predict it, put some analytics and technology in the path, you have to be prepared to execute on it and there has to be a kind of longitudinal engagement with that a lot of times to get the full delivered value. And so our team structure was, I think, very strategic and shrewd when it was first built to have us start at that top layer and then if we need to do some point solutions or whatever, we've got experience in chops and maybe could justify it. But if you can't do the meaningful stuff that the direction of the battleship's heading in, yeah. if you can't align with that, it's it's really hard to get out of, out of the starting block. How does the, the frontline physician bubble up something if they say, hey, here's an idea that would really mm -hmm. impact the organization? Well, as you'd mentioned, I mean, if there's if there's governance structure around it, usually there's an entry path for physicians to come if they want to and pitch an idea, pitch something. We're certainly open on our team. We're still fairly small, even though the organization is large, to hearing and listening and trying to determine if something has the capability to scale and help them develop and uh, build something like that. So I wouldn't say there's lots of limits to at least the idea being brought forward, whether it yeah. run turns into a project or not would be. <laughs> Subject to a lot of things. A lot of other things yeah. have to go through. Yeah, yeah. Brian, I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, for, you for asking. Thank you for asking. Yes. You for this. No, I Appreciate really it. appreciate it. I love this show. I love hearing from people on the front lines. I love hearing from these leaders. And we want to thank our hosts who continue to support the community by developing this great content. We also want to thank our show sponsors Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5 in partnership with Sirius Healthcare for investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. If you want to support the show, let someone know about our shows. They all start with This Week Health, and you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts. Keynote, Town Hall, Newsroom, and Academy. Check them out today, and thanks for listening. That's all for now. <laughs>